Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, this is our heart cry this morning. I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to be far from you. I want to be in your presence. Because I know that when I am in your presence, I lose my fear. The things that pull me down, I lose them because they cannot stand your presence. I come into your presence. Fill me, Lord, with your spirit. Lift me up to the higher ground. I don't want to dwell where doubts abound. But I want to be with you. This is our prayer this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Can somebody shout hallelujah? If you are really excited to be in the presence of God, can you shout a big hallelujah? God bless you. Let's take our seats. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for this privilege again to share with the people of God. And I want to thank you all for coming this morning. And I want to thank God for bringing you here. And I want to say thank you to those who were in service. And I encourage you to stay. I can see some faces here. That's good. Praise the Lord. So we started a topic in the morning, which we are going to conclude now. Our main theme for the month is a cry. Settle me, O Lord. Settle me, O Lord. Can you say that? Praise the Lord. Now, just for the benefit of those who are coming just in this second service, I won't repeat everything I said in the first service because we have to move on. Settle me, O Lord, can be a cry and can mean different things to different people. There are people today that money is not a problem to them. I hope we know that. You see them as shining examples, and you look at them and say, I want to be like this man. But there is something you have that they don't have. Some of them, they go to the room, they can't sleep. But you, some people even sleep while they are standing. Hallelujah. So to such people, their cry said to me, oh Lord, will be, Lord, let me sleep. There are people who are looking so rich, but they have a sickness today. Like the case of Naaman in the Bible. Naaman was a commander, but he was leprous. And Naaman's cry was, Settle me, O Lord, means, Lord, heal me of my leprosy. There are some people today that they don't have peace. They are being chased from pillar to post. They are chased both in physical life, even when they sleep, they are being chased. Their cry this morning is, God, give me rest. There are many things that settle me, O oh Lord, means. They are being wept today, and their very life has been threatened. They say, settle me, O oh Lord, means, Lord, please pay my debts. 
But the cry of every human being on earth, settle me, O Lord, for eternal destiny. No matter whether you're rich or poor, you're yellow, you're, you're black, you're fair, you're short, you're long, whatever. The cry of all humanity is, Lord, settle my eternity. Settle my soul. And this is the greatest settlement God can give you. For those of us who are here today, that are born again children of God, God has settled you. Hallelujah. On that side. But it doesn't mean that you have all around settlement. And today, by God's grace, if you are taking that first step, you will discover what is the reason why have I not moved further. It's all in the word of God. Praise the Lord. My prayer today is that your heart will be open to receive the word of God that you can receive your settlement today in Jesus' name. Now, I read two scriptures in the morning. One was Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. God says, I have planned you, and the plan is for good, it's not for evil, to give you an end and expectation. That's the plan of God. Hallelujah. And we also said, the word of God, when God speaks a word, the word is complete in itself. It doesn't need any other attachment. The word has the resources to fulfill that which God has commanded. The word is a logos and can be a rhema. A rhema is the form of the word when it becomes a life and it becomes a spirit, and it becomes this. Some people hear the word I speak, the logos to you today. There's something in you that can convert that logos to a rhema. It's called your faith. And once your faith rises up, and it catches the word, and the word becomes a life. That's why Jesus said, the word I speak to you today is life and it's spirit. Hallelujah. God does not waste words. God's words stands. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. God is not a man that he should lie. He said, the word I speak to you will not come back to me empty, but it must accomplish the purpose for which I have sent it. He sent his word, and he heals you, and he delivers you. The word of God is a life, and the word of God is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And the, God, the word manifested in flesh, and we saw him full of grace and glory, the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, you are in the presence of God. And in this vicinity today, there's an open heaven open heaven. You may not see it. You are seeing the ceiling. But there's open heaven over you. And there's an interaction between heaven and earth. And today you have the privilege and opportunity. That is why it's good to go into the house of God. I was glad when they said let us go into the house of God. I can tell you because I have experienced both sides. That statement can be said 
In the other way, I was angry when they said, let us go into the house of the devil. Because in the house of God, there are blessings. As you come, a blessing follows you. Can you say amen? amen? If you go into the house of a native doctor, where you have activities of demons, as you live there, a demonic spirit follows you. That's the truth. And most of those house of demons, I don't know if you have not noticed, they make it in such a way that as you are entering, you must bow. That's significant. Many of you do not know. But thank God you are in the house of liberty. Hallelujah. And my prayer today is that the blessings for each and every one of you will surely locate you in Jesus' name. Psalm 50, verse 9 and 10 says, everything belongs to God. Everything. Everything. There is nothing that does not belong to God. Everything belongs to God. The Bible says, everything that was created, there's nothing that was made, that was not made by Jesus for him, and by him all things consist. So it's because of Jesus that's why you see the earth, the sun, the moon. They are standing and they are rotating on nothing. The Bible says he holds them. Hallelujah. And if you're of such a God, the Bible says, who, who is he who says a thing? And it comes to pass in your life. When the one who holds your life have not said so, there is no power. That is why Jesus Christ is the head of all principalities and powers. He sits on top. Far above. Far above. When you have made your peace with God, there is no power in heaven, on earth, underneath the earth, that can stand you. Because the devil knows this. So he tries to trick you that you neither believe in this God so that you become available for him to left, right, and center. But that has ended today. Can you shout Hallelujah. The Bible said, they that know their God shall be what? Shall be strong. And then they shall, they shall do exploits. If you turn the statement upside down, they that do not know their God shall be weak and shall be tossed up and down and cannot accomplish anything. That's my own version. Hallelujah. But it's true. Is it not true? Okay. So, however, God's word does not change. God's word is powerful. God said, have I not said it? Will I not accomplish it? I am watching my word. He said, I exalt my word above even my name. And when I speak my word, it's backed by heaven to follow it everywhere the word goes to make sure that the word achieves. So the word of God is so powerful. If you embrace the word of God, even though the whole world is turned upside down against you, and you are standing in the place of the word of God, you are the winner. Hallelujah. However, without our faith, without our faith, we cannot 
assess the word of God. We cannot take delivery. There cannot be a performance of what God has said in his word. That is why God is unlimited. But God can be limited in your own life. That's what he told the Israelites. That why do you limit the Holy One of Israel? So it's possible for you to limit God in your life by unbelief, by sin. You can limit God. That is why God went to his hometown. The Bible recorded that he did few miracles because the people did not believe. They said, but this is not this capital son. We know him now. Hallelujah. My prayer for you today is that you will believe. You will have faith. You will trust in God. And the word of God will be performed in your life. In Jesus' name. You better answer very well, Lou. What amen means is that agree with you, let it be so. So if you don't answer well, that means I'm not sure. Praise the Lord. All right, so let's go ahead. Now you need faith to be able to assess. We are, we are talking about settle me, O Lord. And the sub-team is what are the terms of the covenant of settlement? There's a covenant of settlement. But there are terms and conditions. Courtesy of. Huh? Pastor Akilabi will tell you that there are terms and conditions. Hallelujah. So it is your faith. Faith is a supernatural engraftment of humanity into divinity. I won't spend more time on this. That is, you need faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. He said, without faith, it is what? Impossible. Without faith, it is what? Impossible. But for those who seek God and seek him diligently, not carelessly. So what that scripture is saying is that if you seek God carelessly, you may not be settled. But you need to seek him diligently. What does it mean to seek him diligently? You read his word, obey it, serve him. That's what we are going to talk about today. So that you can position yourself for settlement. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I gave an analogy of a tenancy agreement. Our God is a covenant-keeping God. God has created this world and established laws. There are laws. If you don't know the laws, then you'll be falling foul of the laws. But if you know the laws and keep to the laws, you will achieve what you want. So just like in the tenancy agreement, a covenant is like an between two parties, at least two parties. So tenancy agreement, you have the landlord, you have the tenant. They establish an agreement. There are conditions of the agreement. And then there is a result, what you enjoy. While the landlord is enjoying the money, the tenant is enjoying, how do they state it? Where are the lawyers? A peaceable, eh? you enjoy it peacefully without any, any trouble. 
That's how it is. Praise the Lord. So God's covenant is based on well-defined terms and with an oath to deliver. Based on terms and is sealed by an oath. Hallelujah. So what are the terms of the covenant? Number one, take it down. Number one, we must fully return to God. You must be a child of God. You must fully return to God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 7, God said, Return to me and I will return to you. He was speaking to Israel. During that time, there was a fall away. The Israelites were not keeping to the covenant. They were far from God and they were suffering in the hands of their enemies. They will sow, but they will not reap. But God said, if you return to me, I will return to you. And that's a word to somebody today. Praise the Lord. And the scripture, Psalm 16 verse 4, even tells us that to be away from God is a cause. And such people, their sorrows shall be multiplied. Hallelujah. I think all of us know the story of the prodigal son. Prodigal son was in the house of his father. He has everything, but he veered and went into hard places where he was even struggling with pigs. And one day, he came to himself. That's repentance. He said, I will arise and go to my father. Even though I will be a servant, it's better than this. Hallelujah. After he did that, he actually took action. You know, that's some, some of us know what to do, but we don't take actions. And without action, we're not moving forward. If you like, believe everything you have in your head. Eh? Apostle James said, faith works is what? Is dead. I can become the president of Nigeria. You, there's no effort. You just say, God, I receive presidency. You receive it until you end up in receiving it. You must, see, let me tell you, in the covenant, there are parts for the landlord to do. There are parts for the tenant to do. If landlord has done his own and you tenant did not do, the covenant is broken. You may likely be quitted from the accommodation. Is it not true? And that's what many people are suffering today. And today, God will give us grace in Jesus' name. So the first is that you must return to God. You must return to God. The prodigal son was suffering. His life was miserable until he came to himself and turned around. And without knowing that his father was already waiting for him, when he was still saying, I am no more worthy to be called their son, the father didn't even respond to that. Just say, just wash him, put a crown on his head. Hallelujah. That is what awaits some of us today. God is waiting for us. Satan is using that to torment us. To go back to God, the power of Satan is broken. And that's the first step. We must return to God. Hallelujah. The second step, 
We must be planted in the house of God. Some people have returned, but one leg is in and one leg is out. Some people have been coming to this church for years. They are nowhere to be found. They are not in any department. They are not doing anything. They just appear on Sunday. Next Sunday, you don't see them. Next Sunday, they are somewhere else. Even that side, they don't know them. You must be planted in the house. You must. If you are attending a church and you have stayed one month and you have not enrolled to be a worker, then there's a question mark. You must be known. Hallelujah. Obadiah, Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17. Can we put it up? Hallelujah. It says, Upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Shall possess their possessions. Hallelujah. Psalm 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12. It says, Those that are planted in God's house shall flourish. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Go ahead. Next verse. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Go ahead. They shall bring forth fruits in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Let me stop there. Those that are planted, even in old age, they will still come up with ideas. Those that are not planted in the house, they shall not flourish. And you see, the problem is that, see, if you are in the world, be in the world. If you are in Christ, be in Christ. If you are in the world and in Christ, you are frustrated. Honest. That's the truth. I'm telling you the truth this morning. Be in Christ wholeheartedly. Be planted in God's house. And then God will you will see God's goodness. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. The third point is what? We must make a covenant to serve God. Not only to be planted. We must make a covenant to serve God. The first point, what was my first point? We must return to God. Those who have not come to God first, you must come the first time. Those who have come before and they have faced somewhere, you must turn back to God. The second one is you must be planted, rooted in the house of God. The third one is that we must make a covenant to serve God. Our God is a covenant-keeping God. Serving God in deed and in truth commits him to our settlement. When we serve God in truth and in spirit, that is why Hezekiah, the prophet came to him Prepare your house, it's time to die. Hezekiah is saying, no. God, ah, uh-uh, no. God, remember now. God said, that's true. Okay. Give him 15 years. You see, when we serve God, we build a memorial before God. He's heaping before God, and he looks at it in the book of remembrance. Because when we serve God, we saw things. 
we sow mercy, we sow forgiveness, we sow things. And God looks into it. This my son is afflicted. Hang on. Book of Remembrance. Oh, no. It cannot be. That's what happens. Hallelujah. So we must make a covenant to serve God. Matthew 6.33. One of my most famous scriptures. If you start earlier, 25, it says God knows. He knows that you need this. He knows that you need that. He knows that you need that. He knows that your children will go to school. He knows that you need to feed. But seek ye first. First means first. The kingdom of God. Today people want to be settled before they serve God. That means you are taking the word of God and turning it upside down. He says, seek ye first. And his righteousness. And then struggle for you. He said, I will add. When God adds to your life, he said, the gifts are without sorrow. That means you will enjoy it and you go to heaven, you are still qualified. There are people who are rich today. They can't near heaven. They are at a loss. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Job chapter 36 36 verse 11. I'm trying to establish the case. We must make a covenant to serve God. Job 36 11 says, if you obey and serve God, you will spend your days in prosperity. What I mean by that means that you must be a billionaire. But the small God gives you. Do you know that some billionaires, let me tell you, plus and minus, some of the problem they have is bigger than their billions. So they are still in negative. So even though the small you have, God will make sure that you are in health. You know how much one liter of oxygen costs? With coronavirus, one liter of oxygen, this oxygen we are just breathing anyhow, anyhow. One liter. You can't pay. These people they are putting in those places. That's why I say, wear your mask. One day, someone they are spending over 500,000. Once your money run out, your life follows. That's what is happening here in Lagos. Hallelujah. But God gives you all those things. Do you know how much it costs to transplant organ, kidney? This kidney, you don't even know whether it's working. But it's working. One kidney, 10 million naira. And there's no guarantee that it will work. Is it not true? There's no guarantee. You still have to hit drugs because your body can reject it. What I'm telling you is pure truth. Hallelujah. But God gives us all these things because of his magnanimity. Talk more when you are planted in his house and you are doing his will. He's a different level with you. And that is where you'll be in Jesus' name. So we must not watch others serve God, but engage wholeheartedly and excitedly in kingdom service. It's not enough to come to church. After that, you carry your Bible and leave. The church you belong to, you don't know what's happening. You don't know how the church is running. You are a child of God, isn't it? You must enroll. You must be found in the house. When God is looking for you as a child of God, you know where he will look for you? He's here. And most of them wanting. But from now, I know it will change in Jesus' name. Amen. God wants you in his house. 
When the devil come knocking, you know who will come out to answer? It's Jesus. Say, yes, what do you want? I'm looking for John. Really? You have to see me first. Because John is edged in the palm of my hands. There are many things we forego because there are simple things we don't do. You know? There are many things that the Lord has promised us, but we forego it. And rather we are going the hard way, just like the prodigal son. He's going the hard way, but thank God he came to realization. But the irony of it is that many people never come to realization until their life is ended. But that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You will turn around and serve God and be found in his house and have a covenant to serve him. Then place a demand on this covenant for fulfillment and performance. And then you will see it. Hallelujah. The next point is that we must pray for our desired settlement as men and women did in the Bible days. We know the story of Jabez. Jabez. Jabez was born in sorrow. In fact, the name of Jabez means sorrow. His beginning was not good. But he looked at himself. He said, oh God, bless me indeed. Turn my life around. Bible says, and God heard him. You know the story of Jacob? Jacob was to meet his elder brother that is swindled. And the elder brother has grown big with a big army, 400 men. When Jacob learned that he was coming to meet him, he knew that the end has come. If you meet this guy, the guy is going to finish him. It's not much. That night, the Bible says he wrestled with God. It's not that kind of prayer you pray, okay, hey God, if you answer now, if you don't answer, say, tomorrow I will still pray. No. Jacob says, either today or no. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Because if this night finish, and you don't bless me, my head is off my neck. Maybe God has not allowed us to go to that extent. But you don't have to go to that extent. Praise God. So we should pray. We should ask God. We have different other examples. You want to call blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was practical. The man said, today, not today. And this Jesus... He will not pass me by today or today. Praise God. Even when they were telling him to shut up, he said, shut up. For this one, I won't shut up. I must pray. So pray for the desired result. The next one is raise an altar of sacrifice. We can also enforce our settlement by raising an altar of sacrifice prompted by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. That is what Solomon did now. Solomon raised an altar of sacrifice. And God visited him. What do you want? He said, I want wisdom. Only wisdom. Ha. Huh. Okay. Praise the Lord. Raise an altar of sacrifice. And the last point here, before we pray, take action. In many cases, this is the missing link. People theorize, stay every day, they are preaching, you are receiving. They are preaching, you are receiving. But you're not taking any action. 
if you don't take action, you just end on receiving level. Praise God. When God wants to settle you, sometimes it may be that you just receive a Hello, are you Mr. James? Uh, please come. Uh, that contract is here. It's, it's, it's possible. Or please, that employment is here. Sometimes it doesn't come that way. Sometimes it's even found in unlikely places and through unlikely people. But you must do your own work. You can't sit down. Hallelujah. Then while you are doing it, just like the leper that was cleansed, when he was going, the healing came. That's what God wants. After you have done all this, take action. In Jesus' name. Settle me, O Lord. It's possible in a covenant relationship. You must be in a covenant relationship with God. You need faith. Because faith is what engrafts you from the level you are into the divinity where the covenant begins to perform for you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And there are other things you must do. If you make a turn today in your life to say that I will change and put these things in action, you will see different results. If you continue to do the same thing and you expect that it's going to be different, then I'm sorry. Hallelujah. For instance, one move you can make is that Exusia is a church I'm coming. Where are the departments? What can I do in the house? I want to do something for God. I want to commit myself. That's something new, isn't it? And God will say, ah, look like uh, this is my son. This is my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's something different. Then we can prepare a different package for him. But most importantly is the first one I mentioned, the eternal settlement. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet today as we close. So God has an agenda of settlements. But without our faith, we can never assess it. And faith cannot be excised unless we are born again. So the question you ask yourself, am I born again? Am I in the covenant? A covenant that is signed and written in blood. Am I covered by the blood? That's the question you will ask yourself today. Because you must have eternal security for your soul. If you are a millionaire today and your soul is saved, it's a win-win situation. Isn't it? Do you hear? Do the work of God. And when the time is over, as it will be over for everybody one day, you will be with God. That is what God is offering you. To be born again. To be born again. But the reverse side of it, there's a judgment and eternal domination that is waiting all men. No man can escape it. There's a day of reckoning that is coming to every man. Nobody knows this date. Nobody knows it. Whether you are young, you are old, you are, you are white, you are black, nobody knows. That is why the Bible says, if you hear the word, harden not your hearts. Today, today, not today is the day of salvation. 
So before we go ahead to round up in prayer, if you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, which is the most quality decision you take in your life, I want you to just raise your right hand up and say, Father, I want to give my life to you. I want to give my life to you. I am here this morning. I want to surrender my life to you. It's my life. Nobody can stand for me. It's me. And I've come to you. I want those raising your hand, please come out. I want to pray with you. Just come out. Come out. God bless you. Please come out. Brother, please come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Just step out in faith. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give my life to God. I want to be in the covenant. The Bible says, if you are in the covenant, God will take your name and put it in the book of life. When you are in the book of life, when you are in the book of life, you are in the covenant. And the greatest aspect of that covenant is a covenant of eternal life. God bless you. There are people who are here who are segregation. They are battling with their conscience. Do I go out? Do I not go out? It's your decision. It's your decision. And for those of us who are here, just say, Father, I come to you. Lord, I return back to you. Please forgive me. Please help me. Please wash my sins away. Put my name in the book of life. Put my name in the covenant. Covenant of life. Covenant of eternal life. Covenant of prosperity. Covenant of protection. Covenant of healing. Is there any other person? Before we pray. And I want the rest of us to please lift up our brethren in front and pray that the Lord will have mercy and the Lord will receive them. I want you to say that prayer. Father Almighty, I thank you for your children. I bless your holy name. Thank you for your word that has come forth today. Thank you for settling your children. When the devil wants to balance his accounts, he will not see their new books. In the name of Jesus. But their name will be in a different book called the last book of life. Father, I thank you for saving them. Thank you for your blood shed at the cross of Calvary. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Brethren, we want to thank God for you. We want to bless God for you. This is the best decision you have taken. Please stay with God. Stay with God. The devil will come. First, he will try to entice you. If it is drink or is women, he will make it easy for you. I'm telling you my life story. If you refuse, he will begin to attack you. But let me tell you, stay with God. You will overcome. Hallelujah. God bless you. You follow our counseling person. Just look to your to your left and follow him. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
Now, for those already who have a covenant with God, we're going to take one or two prayers before we finish. Praise the Lord. If you are here and you don't have a covenant, and the flesh is telling you that if you go, it will be shameful. I've said what I was asked to. Praise God. But let us pray. So with the assumption, we all have a covenant. Now, we have seen the different steps. For some of us, maybe return back to your father. Some of us may be establish a covenant to serve God. Some of us, it may be be planted in God's house. Some of us, it may be to take action. <clears throat> Whatever it is for you, I want us, you to lift up your hands. I want you to commit it before God. Ask that the Lord will help you. If it is all of them which is possible, ask God one by one that this year you are going to eliminate all the barrier of Jesus. Anyone that is the issue, ask God to help you so that you can, you can have performance of God's word in your life. Father, I commit each of your children, every one of them. I pray, Lord, that every hindrance in their life, God, please remove it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus.